As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to Next Round Preps as we are now in the postseason. The playoffs are here, Jerry, and we have basically cut the field down in half before the first round starts because you basically whack out all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. And now we have the best of the best, the top 32, 1A through 6A, the top 16 and 7A, and this is the time when it starts getting fun. You know, John, for years we said this. This is the real season, and I know that, you know, regular season's fun, and, you know, it's always a great time of year, and we start the season off, man, football's here, blah, blah, blah. But this is when it means something. This is when the kids that have put in the extra work when the coaches that have put in the extra work on Sunday afternoons that are up there, you know, watching film, planning, putting the game plan together, this is when it pays off. This is when that work play, pays off. The kids in the weight room doing the extra work, the ones that stay an hour after practice, the quarterbacks and receivers working. This is when the seven-on-seven, seven, the teams that play that in the summertime to where they play, you know, up to ten games of seven-on-seven seven during the summer – and they get home at night and they have to drink two gallons of water because they're that dehydrated. <laughs> this is when it pays off. This is what you play for. It's time to win or go home. Yeah, and this is the the time, like I said, we've basically cut the field in half before the playoffs even start because only the top four teams in each region made it. There's six teams, seven team, uh, eight team, and nine team regions. The top four from each region regardless make it no matter how many teams are in there. And, you know, look, we're we're lucky enough to work with Thompson every week and, and uh, you know, we'll break down their first round game, all the big classifications later in the, in the, the show. But um, we're lucky to work at a team where it's not – if they make the playoffs it's more about if they win the region title how deep they go in the playoffs when I played at Homewood it was always that way there's a lot of teams that you know it's not about just making the playoffs oh that that's a given it's like you know with Alabama college football it's, it's you know it's not like well you know it's not like if you're going to compete for the SEC title it's going to compete for the national title at that point and um you know but as I've done the bracketology one thing I've noticed over the last few years really is I've really gotten in depth with the smaller classifications is how hard a lot of these teams do work just to get that fourth seed and how many crazy tiebreakers there are and how many things come down to just the tiniest little, you know, minute details to make the playoffs at all. And that's something that I never had to worry about when I was playing. That's something we don't have to worry about when we are calling Thompson games. But, you know, it's given me a better appreciation for all the teams that are playing this week on Friday night, you know, for the work they've put in to get to this point, like you said. Um, you know, it's it's tough, but this is when the weather cools down. This is when it gets fun. This is when it's winter go home and uh, every single result matters. However, there were some games last week that the results did matter to make the playoffs, and none of those more important than the team we have talked about back and forth, back and forth. Are they good? Are they not? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they not going to make the playoffs? And that is Prattville in 7A Region 2, and the answer is they yes, are not. They are not. And, you know, John, we talk, they had a chance. Yeah. I mean, they played Central really well, and um, they played Auburn good, too, the week before. So, you know, they're back. Uh, J.B. Wallace has done a great job down there. I look for them next year to be even better. I think they have hit their stride. And, uh, you know, I talked to uh, a friend of ours down in Prattville. He said, you know, they were going into that game. He said, you know, this team needs it. This, uh, this, this city needs it. You know, they needed that win. 
They didn't get it this year. Look for them to get it next year. I think they're going to be really good the ne- next year. And that shows you how important those uh, early games are because, remember, they started off with a loss to Smith Station and Dothan. Now, Dothan made the playoffs and, you know, played pretty good this season. Ended up 7-3 and three overall. But that loss to Smith Station, a team that was never really in the playoff race, that's what ultimately ended up hurting Prattville and, and what ultimately would have led to, um, you know, them maybe losing tiebreakers, depending on how tiebreakers had ultimately worked out. So Prattville will miss the playoffs. They lost to Central Phoenix City in that one, 27-7. Meanwhile, Enterprise beat Lee Montgomery 36-18. They will be in. And Dothan, they beat Jeff Davis 41-12. They will be in. I drove through Dothan uh, on our off week. I spent some time down at Disney World because why not go to Disney World on an off week? That's and right. uh as I drove through Dothan, I always go through Dothan. There's billboards trying to, you know, say, look, come pack out, um, you know, the the stadium as we, you know, play some of these teams down in South Alabama. We need your support. And, uh, you know, I know they're happy to be in the playoffs. They're going to be playing against Region 1, Region 2, Will. Um, some other games around real quick, just because Week 10 is non-region games for the most part outside of that region. And a couple of other nine-team regions and smaller classifications. Uh, some games that stood out to me. Spain Park ended the season with a win, 35-14. So uh, anything's on a positive note there, as, as did Tuscaloosa County. They'd be a Brookwood close game. Two teams right there at the fifth spot in their region. Uh, County won 20-14. Vestavia all over Helena. Helena missed the playoffs. Vestavia trying to get some momentum. They're playing maybe as good as anybody right now in the state. They won 44-24 over Helena. Uh, Homewood beat Jasper 38-20. Both of those playoff teams. Gardendale beat Hueytown 35-21. Both of those playoff teams. Gardendale maybe can make a little bit of a run. Hueytown maybe can make a little bit of a run. Um, you know, Hueytown played Clay Chalkville last year and lost to them. Clay still seems to be the favorite in 6A. Kalira and McAdory, both four seeds. McAdory won 30-9 in that one. Huntsville beat Hazel Green 63-7. Bob Jones, Hartzell closed. Hartzell won 38-31. So a lot of big results last week in the last week of non-region play, the last week of the regular season. But now, Jerry, we're on to the postseason, and uh, we're going to run through every matchup here. We'll start with Class 1A, work our way up all the way up to 7A. See any games that stand out, feel free to stop me. I'll go through who is playing who who is hosting because I know it's important, too, to also know who is home in these various games. Basically, it's easy. The higher seed is going to host in the first round, but from there it's based on travel, then based on seed, then based on uh, – and also based on region if you meet somebody from your own region. But in the uh, upper class – or in the lower classifications, you can't meet somebody from your own region until a couple of rounds in because of the way things are seeded out. So – Class 1A in the South, R.C. Hatch at Maplesville. Maplesville always a strong team. They're going to host in that first game. Uh, Leroy, they will host Georgiana. Pretty good game there in the first round as well. Uh, Linden, they host Otagaville. Brantley, they host Choctaw County. In uh, the bottom half of the southern bracket, Elba, they host Southern Choctaw. Sweetwater, they host Verbena. Florala travels to Millery. And Keith travels to Lochapoca. Kind of unfair that uh, the guy named Keith has to play a whole team. I know. <laughs> That's right. Every time I see that, it's all I can think. It's one Never guy playing a whole team. <laughs> all right. So, uh, no, you shouldn't have said that right <laughs> in the sorry. middle of this podcast. Every time I see Keith, I always say that. Uh, you know, John, one of the interesting things that comes up in 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, especially in those classifications, you always know who's always going to be there. When you say Locopoche, when you say Millery, when you say Sweetwater, when you say Linden, when you say uh, Brantley, when you say Maplesville, those teams are always there year after year after year. We get into 2A, I know you're going to say Fife. I, know, I mean, there's just some teams that you know you're going to say, and these are traditional powerhouse, low, uh, lower classification teams 
But these are the teams that the whole community, and this is what we talk about in Alabama, and not just in Alabama and other states. When they, when they, when this football Friday night in, in Alabama, this is the these are the towns that close down for football. Oh, no doubt. Um, and and like you said, Maplesville is always one of those I put in there. Elba, they're a one seed out of Region Two. They've dropped down in classification. They're a team that you say that about in two A a lot of times when they drop down. Lynette has gone back and forth as well from one A to two A. They're a team you can always put in there. They're up this year, but um, you know there are certain teams you go ahead and write and pin. Really, the only. Only one 5A and up, I say we would do that with. I mean, you do it with like Hoover, uh, now Thompson. You know, you do it with Central and Auburn. You do it with like Clay Chaltville. But like UMS Wright is one you always, no matter what classification, whether they're down in 4A, up because of com- the competitive balance, up in 5A, that you always do that with. And you're right. There's always those teams. And in the North, there's teams like that too. In the North, Meek hosts Cedar Bluff. Cedar Bluff actually lower than they typically are, but that's a team you usually put in there. Pickens County uh, made their way to some Super 7s here in recent history. They host Wadley. Valley Head, they host Phillips, Bear Creek. Ragland, they host Marion County. Spring garden another team you put in there they host south lamar kusa christian they host hackleburg lynn they host donahoe and addison they host appalachian so that rounds out the northern half of class 1a in the brackets and by the way these brackets i'm looking at all at alpreps.com shameless plug there if you do want to go check out the brackets we'll have them all updated for you every friday night once i get home from the thompson game i will get those updated for you but uh live scores there as well basically every bracket if you go to the website uh it has you know the brackets and then you can go down and you see all the live scores there as well so nice easy guide you can pull it up on your phone when you're at a game if you want to check out what's going on in other games that's what we'll do while we are at the thompson huntsville game this friday all right class 2a um bb comer they host lynette lynette one of those teams i mentioned um ju blackshire they host wicksburg um Realtown, they host thorsby gw long they host st luke's uh elsewhere in the southern half Ayrton, they host chickasaw highland home the flying squadron they host isabella clark county hosts cottonwood and vincent hosts luverne i think luverne has the longest active playoff streak of any team it's like 30 something years i right. think it's uh an impressive streak you think that would belong to a team like a hoover or something like that but um hoover broke that a while back they had to forfeit a bunch of games and so that that broke their streak but um luverne they are the three c out of region three heading to vincent in the northern half of two a lexington they host north sand mountain locust fork travels to tuscaloosa academy new team to the ahsa they were in the aisa they're the second seed out of region five so congrats to tuscaloosa academy with a home game Fife, one of those teams you mentioned, they host Red Bay. Cleveland, they host Winston County. Southeastern will host Lamar County. Pisgah will host Hatton. Aliceville will host West End. And Falkville will host Collinsville. Lamar County uh, traveling to Southeastern, that's probably the one I got the most questions about because in that region, Lamar County, Winston County ended up winning a three-way tiebreaker with those two and Sullivan and had people from uh, – Sullivan and Moore County, they're both right there. I think they're in the same school system. And um, they were asking, like, look, Sullivan beat some 3A teams. They stepped up and won, and Lamar County just beat 1A teams. Why did they get in over Sullivan? Well, it doesn't matter who you beat. It matters how many you know wins that team has. That's the way the tiebreakers work, and that's the way it works. Winston County will travel to Cleveland. Lamar County will travel to Southeastern in that one. Uh, moving on to Class 3A. Dadeville will host Southside Selma. This is in the southern half. Dadeville will host Southside Selma. Thomasville will host Strong. St. James has been incredibly strong this year. They host Walter Welburn. Op, they host W.S. Neal. Maybe the best uh, matchup of 
the first round, regardless of classification, Houston Academy hosts Mobile Christian. Houston Academy are region champ, and their prize is Mobile Christian, who's only a four seed because they had to forfeit some games. However, they probably would have been a region champ had they not had to forfeit games. And so because of that, they're a four seed coming out of region one. I've seen debates about that, whether that's fair to the kids or not. The Houston Academy has to play a team like Mobile Christian, who's always been so good, but that's just the way it is. Trinity, they host Sacks. Excel, they host Pike County. And Randolph County, they host Alabama Christian, who's dropped down from 4A. A team who's moved up from 2A, Mars Hill. They're one you can write in and pin every year. They won Region 8. They host Danville. Winfield, they host Geraldine. Madison Academy has dropped down. They host Phil Campbell. Sylvania, they host Fayette County. Uh, Piedmont hosts Oakman. J.B. Pennington hosts Colbert County. Gordo hosts Ohatchee. And Lauderdale County hosts Vinemont. I can't say Colbert County. Without well, you can't and neither can, can our buddy Tim because I know I've told this story. We were doing the track meet and – I, I, he thought he was from France because he kept saying Colbert. Because he was so used to Stephen County. Colbert. Yeah. He just saw the word Colbert and started saying it Colbert. That's why I can't ever say it. I always want to say Colbert County because in my head, I always yeah. hear him saying Colbert County. But you Colbert know, County. Uh, John, in this in this classification right here, there's some really big matchups other than when you said – I mean, you're talking about Ohatchee and Gordo. That's that's not a yeah. that's not a one four a usual matchup right there. That's going to be a close ball game as well. And and uh, Geraldine and Winfield. I mean, Geraldine can play. Danville can play against Mars Hill Bible. Although I believe Mars Hill's strong in this year. And Trinity Presbyterian's done a great job this year as well. Yeah, Trinity playing Sacks. That's one of those teams that's always in the conversation as well. Um, uh, home of Ryan Brown, trying to move on to the second round there. They will travel to Trinity, like you said. They've had a pretty good season. All right, we'll get to Class 4A before we take a break. We'll jump into the top three uh, classifications and really break down some of those games here, uh, especially in the Central Alabama area. Um, and 4A, Aniston, they are at one seed. They will host Sipsy Valley. Orange Beach, they will host Booker T. Washington. Good year for Orange Beach down there. American Christian, always a team you can write in pen is basically a region champ. They will host Munford. Andalusia, they will host Jackson. That's a good first round matchup as Absolutely. well. Montgomery Catholic, I, I said this in our uh, pregame, uh, with two of us and Rick and Greg Burgess, I said Montgomery Catholic, I believe pound for pound, and I say that because they're a smaller classification, so it's hard to compare to Thompson, Hoover, Central Phoenix City, but pound for pound, I think Montgomery Catholic is the best team in the state, um, and they get to host Bayside Academy, who's still a pretty good first-round matchup for them, but they will host that one as region champ out of region two. Bibb County, they host Jacksonville. T.R. Miller, they host Montgomery Academy. Montgomery Academy in the uh, Super 7 last year playing T.R. Miller, who's a region champ and obviously always really good. Well, and Brett Hubbard, you know, the coach at Maplesville for years is down at T.R. Miller, the wing is program. I think they still are in the state so. of Alabama. So, uh, you know, he's continuing on. That is a ball game to circle right there. Montgomery Academy traveling down to Bruton to play T.R. Miller. This, the southern half actually has a lot of really good matchups. Um, then you have Hanley taking on West Blockton. Hanley, a team who has been in the Super 7 in the last decade. So uh, a lot of really solid teams there in the south. I honestly, I mean, I, I think Montgomery Catholic's the best team in the state, so I would pick them right now out of the south. But if you told me Andalusia made a run, if you told me American Christian made a run, if you told me Orange Beach made a run, Aniston made a run, Bibb County made a run, T.R. Miller made a run, Montgomery Academy, I mean, literally any of those, I would say. Yeah, I kind of see it. So uh, that's the southern half in Class 4A. In the northern half, who would be 
playing the winner out of the South in the Super 7 down in Auburn. Priceville, they host Central Florence. Haleyville hosts Aniana. Uh, Deschler, they host Madison County. Etowah hosts Northside. Cherokee County hosts Corner. Westminster Christian traveling to West Morgan. Dora, they'll host Good Hope. And Randolph will host Rogers, who got in on a tiebreaker there at the end of the regular season. All right, that's Class 4A. We've given you the brackets. Like I said, alpreps.com. You can get 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, and 7A. All the brackets right there. I'll update them as the scores come in. And just there's proof right there. John can count to seven. All the, all the live scores coming in, and there's 32 teams in each of these brackets so My far. Goodness. I can count at least that high uh, to put all those brackets in there. But we'll uh, you know work our way down from the round of 32 to the round of 16 coming up on Friday, and I'll get all those updates for you as it happens. Also on Twitter at AL Preps at Jay Luntz at Jerry Young FB. I never promote our Twitter accounts, but that's where we'll be as we're uh, calling the Thompson game on Friday night. When we get back, we'll look at 5A, we'll look at 6A, we'll look at 7A, we'll break down all those big matchups and what we think will happen for the playoffs when we get back right here on Next Round Preps. At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. All Britain and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Alabaster Living has been a major community supporter for years in the Alabaster area and is excited to introduce their new streaming TV channel. Alabaster Living Television can be found on Roku and Fire Stick and has new video content featuring Thompson High School, the City of Alabaster, local churches, businesses, and citizens added weekly. Just load ALTV to your streaming device and start watching to see all that Alabaster has to offer. You can also follow Alabaster Living on Facebook and YouTube to stay on top of everything going on in the community. Add ALTV to your Roku or Fire Stick device today. Hi, I'm Jerry Young. I want to tell you about Holloway Home Loans here in Central Alabama. Thomas Holloway is a former Oak Mountain Eagle who moved on to play his college ball and earn his degree from West Point. Thomas is still an Army Reservist and an expert in residential home mortgages, offering personalized service at an amazing price because he works for you and not the financial institutions. Call Thomas today at 205-413-2858 or you can email him thomas at hollowayhomeloans.com. That's Holloway Home Loans and Edge Home Financing, MLS 1985757. Cartridge World of Vestavia is well known for the lowest prices on toner cartridges, but are you aware of their free printer program? You heard right, there's no catch. Simply agree to buy your ongoing printer cartridges from Cartridge World of Vestavia and we'll provide you with a printer at no cost. A Cartridge World expert will personally consult with you to find out your business's exact needs so you can have a stronger bottom line. Visit Cartridge World of Vestavia Hills on the web or call 205-822-6767. That's Cartridge World of Vestavia. And welcome back in to Next Round Preps. We went over the lower classification brackets, read off all the matchups, who's home, who's away in 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. Now let's jump into Class 5A and uh, go over some of the upper classification brackets, including 7A. We'll be calling the Thompson game. We'll get to that here in a second. All right, in the south in Class 5A, Central Clay County, they won Region 4. They will host Holtville. Gulf Shores, who has had a really solid season this year as well, they will host 
Carroll, uh, Demopolis will host Elmore County, and Eufaula will host Faith Academy. Charles Henderson down in Troy will host Williamson, who got in uh, last week of the regular season, and they snuck into the four spot. Selma, they will host Tallahassee, UMS Wright, one of the teams you can always ride in and pin. They win Region 1. They'll host Headland, and Beauregard will host Marbury. In this side, it's kind of UMS Wright and everybody else, but you know, I think Gulf Shores, Faith Academy, the, coming from the same region, can make a little bit of a run. Anybody else you see? You know, I think Gulf Shores is a, is could be a sleeper right there. Just be very, very careful. They, I would hate to play Gulf Shores. They're one of those teams that's going to be ready for the playoffs. They'll play Central of Clay County probably in the second round, so that'll be a good matchup. Yeah, Carroll, a team who's you know been region champs in the past too. They're three seeds, so not the easiest matchup for Gulf Shores. But you're right; if they win, they'll play Central Clay County. If uh, Chalk holds and the higher seeds move on, but you know if you had Gulf Shores versus you must right in the semis, wouldn't totally shock me there. Um, in the northern half, Russellville team who's always in there as well. They will host Boaz as the region eight champ. Pleasant Grove they will host Alexandria. That should be a pretty good first round game. Yeah, that's going to be two good first round games. But you got to figure that Pleasant Grove and Russellville are going to come out. What a second round game that will be if those two teams hold. Yep, Pleasant Grove they are uh, the second seed because Ramsey won that one. We'll get to them in a second. Arab they won Region 7. They'll host East Limestone and Moody and Jasper in the first round. Moody hosts Jasper. Moody's the second seed there in Region 6 behind Leeds, but that's a pretty good first game too. Jasper coming down from 6A. Yeah, I think so, but I don't think Jasper stands a chance. I think Moody is, is really focused in this year. I look for them to go at least three deep in the playoffs. Yeah, if they win that one, they'll play Arab if uh, the higher seeds win. If they beat Arab, then they'll play a winner of like Russellville and Pleasant Grove in the third round. Or maybe if Alexandria can pull something. But uh, Alexandria, they did lose this year to Moody and Leeds both. Leeds, they will host Fairfield in their first-round matchup. Scottsboro will host Brewer. Ramsey, who won Region 5, they'll host Southside Gadsden. And then Fairview will host Gunnersville. I like Ramsey in this half to meet Leeds in the uh, quarterfinals and boy you could have like a pleasant grove moody uh, on one side leads ramsey on the other side basically top two seeds from those two regions yeah i like leads all the way to the to the finals this year for sure we'll see how the north half plays out leads ums right if uh you know if that were to hold that could be a pretty good super seven game down there in auburn because this is 5a they will play on thursday night that'll be the night game on thursday night class 6a will be the night game on friday night and the uh, 6a bracket has some interesting paths for various teams and uh some upsets to where teams who normally are region champions aren't region champions this year we'll get to those in a second but hillcrest tuscaloosa a team who no surprise they're region champion however i believe their quarterback is injured now for the year i believe their running back is injured now for the year so they play calera in the first round don't see a struggle there but after that who knows yeah i know let me just go ahead and say congratulations to calera for making the playoffs yes got in over helena got that four but overtime that's where it's win. Going in, guys yeah. i'm telling you I mean, it's, you talk about how hard you work they had to work they to make the playoffs but yeah your prize is hillcrest tuscaloosa that's having right. to travel over to tuscaloosa and play them hillcrest i do like them even with all the injuries, to at least advance past that game. However, if they win, they'll play the winner of Saralyn and Wetumpka. Pretty good first-round matchup right there. Um, Saralyn easily could have been region champ. They lost barely to Theodore, who won that region down there in Region 1. So they're the two-seed, and that means Hillcrest gets to play them in the second round, or maybe Wetumpka, a team who can make a little bit of a run too. But, uh, you know, that's tough for Hillcrest and the kind of path they have, especially with those injuries. Um, below them, Homewood, they host McAdory in the first round. Pike Road, they host 
Spanish Fort. That's a little grouping of four teams right there. And I don't, I don't like homeless chances to make it out of that. I wish I did. But uh, Pike Road, Spanish Fort, McAdory, all pretty good teams. Well, McAdory's been one of those schools, John, that's been up and down this year. You know, they, they can play really, really well. And there's another team coming up in 7A I'll say the same thing about, or they can play really, really bad. If they're on, Homewood's going to have to play a good ball game to advance, which they they should. But Spanish Fort, what a, you know, in Pike Road, my gosh, man, that's one of the best first-round matchups of the whole state. You don't, I mean, you could flip a coin in in that game, in my opinion. And we're not done with great matchups either in 6A. That's how crazy 6A is. Um, I honestly don't know who I like from that, that grouping right there. I mean, I could see... Hillcrest make it all the way. I can see Saryland make it all the way. I'll throw Homewood in there as a region champ. I can see Pike Road. I can see Spanish Fort. I mean, and that's not it. That's throwing out teams like Wetumpka and McAdory, who typically can make pretty deep runs. I mean, that is a hard quadrant of the bracket there in the South. On the other half of the South, Carver Montgomery, they did win Region 2 over Pike Road. Uh, close game there a couple of weeks ago. They will host St. Paul's. Not an easy first game for uh, Carver to host. St. Paul's is back up in Class 6A now. Pelham, they will host Northridge. Theodore will host Sydney Lanier. And Hueytown will host Benjamin Russell. Some other good matchups there in that side. Uh, although I do really like Theodore. Theodore Hueytown may be the best second-round matchup you could get, but uh, I still like Theodore the way they've been playing. You know, John, I like Carver. I'm going to tell you, Carver's got some serious talent on it. If they can stay focused and going in the same direction all at one time, Carver's going to be hard to beat. Carver Carver is always a really good team. They did win that region over a team like Pike Road, who's been really good, and Wetumpka as well, and Sydney Lanier, the teams from that region. So uh, Carver would face Theodore in the in the quarterfinals if they were to meet. But I like that Theodore-Hueytown matchup. Whoever wins that one I think has a good chance to make a run all the way to Auburn. In the northern half, Gatson City, we're used to seeing them in 7A Region 3. They dropped down to 6A Region 8, and they won that region. They won it kind of going away. Um, overall record wasn't that great, but look at their region play. They ran over teams there. They will host Coleman. Still a pretty good uh, team to draw as a four seed. And if they win that one, they get the pr privilege of playing the winner of Mountain Brook and Pinson Valley, which is another really solid matchup there in the first round as Pinson is three seed. Mountain Brook falling to Gardendale put them as a two seed in Region 5. And I probably like Mountain Brook here, but I mean, Gaston City, Mountain Brook, you could have two 7A Region 3, former 7A Region 3 teams playing in the second round. I just can't see Mountain Brook losing to Pinson Valley and Gardendale. I can't see that. But obviously it sets up to where that's a possibility. If Pinson Valley advances, uh, you know, Coleman too. Now, Coleman is no slouch, let no. me tell you. I know they're playing as a 4C, but that is not a slouch team right there. Gadsden City better be ready. And Coleman's a four seed in a, a region that Hartzell won. They'll host Buckhorn in their first game. Muscle Shoals, they were second. They'll host Hazel Green. And then Decatur, who, uh, I, I mean, they all kind of beat each other. I think the top two had one loss and the bottom two had two losses. So they all, it's not like you had an un unbeaten team and then definitely a clear one, two, three, four in that. Um, Hartzell, they host Buckhorn. They'll play the winner of Center Point and Jackson Olin. And, uh, I mean, Hartzell's a team. They're unbeaten. They could, you know, make a little bit of a run, too. Yeah, and we talked about center point all year and George Bates. I think George Bates is going to handle business against Jackson Olin. Here's the problem. Hartzell's going to beat Buckhorn. I really believe that. You're going to match up with center point and Hartzell. So, George Bates, while he's got a great team and made a good run, He's got to face the Hartzell Tigers. That's going to be a tall order. And then the winner of Hartzell center point, if they were to move on, playing maybe the winner of Gadsden City and Mountain Brook, that's once again a hard quadrant. You could have, uh, you know, uh, 
pick your team out of those to move on, and that's not even counting Pinson Valley or Coleman or Jackson Olin. Um, in the the other quadrant in 6A, Clay Chaltville, they'll host Parker. Um, Parker kind of sneaking into the playoffs there as the four seed in Region 5. Muscle Shoals, I mentioned them finishing second in Region 7. They'll host Hazel Green. Gardendale, who did win over Mountain Brook, and they won Region 5. They'll host Oxford. That's a good matchup. Gardendale-Oxford, former region foes in uh, 6A Region 6 the last two years. And then Fort Payne will host Decatur. And I think Decatur, probably the better team here over Fort Payne just because that region is so tough in Region 7. But, you know, John, it don't matter. I'm telling you, Clay Chalt was going to be in the Super 7. They are a fantastic ball team. But Clay Chalville, Muscle Shoals in the second round, Gardendale uh, versus Fort Payne or Decatur, or Oxford versus Fort Payne and Decatur um, there in the second round. But, yeah, Clay Chalville, Muscle Shoals could be a good game, but I do like Clay Chalville. I, I can't wait to see maybe Clay Chalville, Gardendale. They weren't in the same region this year, so maybe see those two teams play in the semis. And uh, th- this is a region I honestly have no idea who to pick. I, I would say Clay Chalville is the favorite, definitely, but we saw them against Pinson. They did not look that great. It was a, a super rainy game, but it was 14 to 12. They played Thompson really good, but at the same time, I, being able to watch that game in person, uh, saw a lot of flaws. And then that said, you know, look, a, a Mountain Brook could beat you. Uh, a Hueytown uh, could could get you. Uh, Gardendale could get you. You know, all, all these different teams, but, you know, they're the favorite. But I, I'm not going to write them in pen in the Super 7 just quite yet. Okay. Um, 7A. Let's move on to the highest classification. Only 16 teams in this. The way this works, you have the round of 16 this week, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. You take the week of Thanksgiving off when everybody else is playing their semifinals because uh, the uh, Super 7 will be on Wednesday for the 7-8 teams. In the South, Foley, region champ Foley. I know you like to hear that. Way to go, Foley. Region champ will host Dothan. Uh, this is kind of the way I thought it would play out. This is where Prattville was trying to sneak in, but Dothan gets in. They will travel to Foley. Dothan, luckily where they are, I guess not as far a drive as some of these teams would have to be to get over to the Mobile region, but Foley will host Dothan. Auburn, as the second seed in Region 2, will host Fairhope. Wow, that's not a an ball easy game. draw. Not an no, easy draw. That's at all. a ball game right there. It is. Uh, the winner of those two will face each other if the higher seeds held it would be Foley and Auburn but uh yeah tough draw for Auburn there in the first game and that's one of those John where home field advantage makes a difference I mean you know you say Fairhope but they got to come all the way up 65 to Montgomery and then they got to go another hour to Auburn it's just a hard drive I know they'll have charter buses and all that stuff but it's playing in uh Duck Stadium yep and uh so you know it's a it's a different atmosphere even though Fairhope's got a great on cam- on uh, campus uh, stadium there, but you know I just think that's one of the greatest matchups in the state in round one. Yeah, and the thing is the way where Fairhope is, they will not host unless they were to play Dothan. If Dothan were to upset Foley, then they would host. But if they play Foley, uh, Foley would host that one, being the higher seeded team from Region One. In uh, the other half of the southern part of the bracket, Central Phoenix City, they did win Region Two, so they will host Mary Montgomery in the first round, and then Baker who uh, lost pretty good to Mountain Brook in uh, non-region play last week. They will host Enterprise. In this one, it wouldn't shock me to see Enterprise and Central Phoenix City uh, play each other in the semis. Baker, they're the two-seed because they beat Foley, even though they were in a three-way tie with Fairhope and um, Mary Montgomery. But, uh, you know, Central Phoenix City in a a pretty good position. I think so, too. I just wouldn't be surprised to see. I I really think Central's going to, you know, if you're looking at, at Montgomery, uh, uh, Mary Montgomery, you're looking at Baker, you're looking at Enterprise. Coming out of there, you got to figure Central has got more than favored to come out of there. But in the other brackets, you got Foley, as you mentioned, Auburn, Fairhope, 
though any of those three teams can come out of there not just auburn as we have uh talked about in the past but Fairhope or foley could make a run out of that bracket yeah and it is uh it's definitely a tough the probably the toughest first game auburn Fairhope. that should be a fun one to see how it ultimately plays out on friday in the northern half hoover they got the win over thompson a couple of weeks ago so they'll be the one seed at a region three they will host bob jones who played hartzell pretty close i think it was a one score game last week so um hartzell we talked about how good they were in 6a bob jones played them close um kelvis white will have to bring his team down 65 to hoover high school or the hoover met uh, right down the street from Hoover High School. Florence, they will host Hewitt Trustville. That should be a good first-round game there as uh, Florence, the two-seed, so they'll host that. Hewitt Trustville has to go up to Florence in that one. I like Hewitt Trustville in this ball game big time. I don't care what seed they are. Hewitt Trustville should take care of the Falcons. In the, uh, the other quadrant, Austin, they won Region 4. They won that championship, even though they lost in their uh, final region game. They will host Vestavia. Vestavia's going to have to drive up to Decatur for that one. And then Huntsville, they're going to have to come down to Thompson. Huntsville's been playing pretty good lately, too. And uh, I know Thompson, you know, after that shutout, lost to Hoover. People are asking questions, but Huntsville has to come down to Alabaster. So I was in Cartridge World of Vestavia this morning. Went to see our one of our sponsors there. I had some printer problems, so he's going to take care of that for me. But, you know, first question out of Bill's mouth was, so is Hoover and Vestavia going to end up playing each other? And I said, well, it's a very real possibility. I would not have been so high on Vestavia until last week when Austin lost. And so Vestavia's playing on a roll right now. Austin's kind of, you know, coming off of a loss. So I'm, you know, I'm real confused on this ball game. There are, you know, a lot of years where I would people would say, well, who do you think is going to make it? Is it going to be a Hoover Thompson rematch? I would say absolutely, it's going to be a Hoover Thompson rematch. I'd have said it last year, and it was. I mean, how many times have we seen, especially a team like Hoover? I mean, Hoover's been doing it for 20 years, you know, really since Rush Proats was there. But you know, Thompson more recently, it's almost you write and pin. It's Hoover and Thompson are going to make their way. Maybe one gets upset, but it's wild if they ultimately get upset. I, everybody has asked me, look, is it going to be the same way? Are we going to see another, you know, close Hoover-Thompson game? And I said, look, this is maybe the first year that I would say literally anybody that has Region 3 next to their name could be playing in Auburn at the end of the year. That's right. You're exactly right. I could see – I mean, Hewitt Trustville easily could have beaten Thompson, easily could have beaten uh, Hoover. Those games, I think it was 17-7 against Hoover, and, and they uh, lost on not converting a two-point conversion. It was 14-12 against Thompson. And then Vestavia is on fire right now. That was a one-score game between Hewitt and Vestavia. Vestavia played Thompson really close until Thompson had a great third quarter, and they played Hoover 20-17, to 17, or 20-14, to 14, excuse me. It was a one-score game. I literally could see Hewitt Trustville make their way to the Super 7. I could actually see Vestavia make their way to the Super 7. And, Wait yeah, of course, of course I can see Thompson and Hoover make their way to the Super 7. Right. Well, it – you know, it comes down to uh, Head, I believe is the last name, the quarterback at yeah, West Stadium. John Paul Head. Okay, John Paul Head. If, he if he's healthy, number one, which I think he is, he can be the difference maker. He can get loose. He can run. He can pass. You know, if I'm Austin, I'm scared right now. i got to tell you. It's a testament to Robert Evans, the job he has done in his first year there. I Absolutely. know he's a best guy. He comes from Mountain Brook, who has, has obviously had a lot of success in both 7A Region 3 and down in 6A. Right. But, uh, I mean, I literally can see any of those teams. And that's not, I'm not trying to throw Austin or Florence or any of these other teams from up north under the bus. I think it's more just about how tight those four teams are, really, at the top of 7A Region 3. All right, let's talk about Huntsville. Huntsville comes in. They're one of those teams I said I was going to – two teams I would say this about. If Huntsville's on, they're a really good team. 
If Huntsville's not on, it's 42 nothing into the first half, Thompson. So it depends on which team shows up. Is it a detriment to Huntsville that they got to travel to Thompson? Absolutely. Have they played at an on-campus stadium the likes of Thompson High School? No, not all year. So they're going to be overwhelmed? Yes. A lot of those kids are going to come into that stadium, their jaw's going to drop. Uh, so I think Thompson obviously has a little bit of advantage. But, John, I want to tell you why we're talking about Thompson, and I'm going to brag on my coach just a minute. I did a little investigative work this week, and uh, I, look, I went way back in the files, okay? And this is based on 200 minimum games coach. So you had to coach at least 200 games. So we're not going to let somebody come in there that's coached four, five, six years and get some percentages. Mark Freeman has won 81.5% of his games since he started coaching. Now, that's at Bessemer Academy, uh, Gulf Shore, Spanish Fort, and Thompson. He's coached in a total of 298 games. He's won 243 of them, lost 55. That's 81.5%. The only coach in Alabama that's coached in over 200 games that has a better record is Paul Benefield up at Fife. He's coached there for 31 years. He has an 85.8% average, but he's coached in 387 games. He's won 332 of them. That's at a small school. Now, why is that important? Because here's the kind of names that Mark Freeman is ahead of. How about Brett Hubbard we talked about, Rush Probst, Ivan Jones, who the stadium's named after in Foley, Steve Savarese, who we mentioned. Fred Yancey, Josh Niblett, and even Buddy Anderson. So, Mark Freeman, the reason I mention that, in games like this, that's where this kind of record, that's where it shows you where he's come from, where he's uh, has come from, and what kind of coach he is in these round one, especially games. This is when you, when you earn your keep right here. It's good. I was just doing some math on all these different coaches, and yep. – uh, I mean, yeah, he's – look, uh, and you, you, you mentioned the other school, schools he's been at. I actually was a referee when he was out at Bessemer Academy. I did some AISA refereeing and, uh, you know, got to watch him firsthand out of Bessemer Academy, all the stuff he did out there. Obviously, he's, he did really good at Spanish Ford as well. I, there was a time when – uh, Homewood was going through a coaching change, and I said, you know what I really like? I'd like Mark Freeman to come to Homewood and coach coach Homewood, and, uh, you know, I still would have loved for him to come, to, come to Homewood, what, but, boy, he's done some great stuff at Thompson. I think Auburn would like to have Mark Freeman right now. I know I would. Uh, look, we were joking before the show, if you switched Mark Freeman and uh, Brian Harson at their respective schools and let Brian Harson coach at Thompson and Mark Freeman coach at Auburn, Auburn would have a better record than they did under Brian Harson, and Thompson would have a worse record than they did under Mark Freeman, You're I right. Think. You're exactly um, right. Because, I mean, obviously it's tough to compete at this level at 7A Region 3 with all these good teams, and it's tough to compete in the SEC as well. But uh, And, you know, I know you and I have been high school guys, you know, our whole career. My whole career has been nothing but high school. And I, it always amazes me why colleges think because you're successful at high school where you're just a high school coach. And Bill Clark blew that out of the water. Joey Jones has blown that out of the water. Gross has blown that out of the water. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned Jeremy Perkins. I mean, he made it to Tennessee, but he screwed up. But, you know, my point is, is that if you're a winner, and I've watched practices at Thompson, they're the most organized collegiate or professional type practices that you'll ever see i don't care if it's on the high school level i get that and uh but you know i know that that's i'm i'm just pie dreaming right now but i'm telling y'all doesn't matter what where what level you coach on if you're a winner you're a winner yeah, Mark Freeman's been a winner and a lot of those guys you named have been a winner um you know uh you mentioned Paul Benefield, what he's done at Fife, Terry Curtis, what he's done at UMS Wright. I mean, all these guys have been 
so great. And you know what? This is the time when they prove how great they really are when it comes to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we'll see which one of these coaches, because all, all of these coaches, uh, at least the active ones, are, team, are coaches that take their teams deep in the playoffs and ultimately end up playing for a state championship at the Super 7. But this week, we'll be calling Thompson. We'll be calling them as they play Huntsville. Mm-hmm. That game will be in Alabaster. If Thompson wins, they will play the winner of Austin and Vestavia. It'll be at Austin at Thompson if they play Vestavia um, in that one. So it's, you know, fun to watch all this play out and who you play in the next round all de- and whether you're at home or not all depends on, uh, you know, who who you're playing and when you play them. And there's all kind of things to think about with this. But uh, go to alepreps.com. i got all the brackets there. And, Jerry, where can they hear us? Call the Thompson yeah, WarriorNationNetwork.org. You can listen to the game for free, the radio broadcast, or you can watch it on the NFHS Network feed there under warriornationnetwork.org. All right, we'll be back next week. We'll break down the whole first round. The field will be slashed in half yet again. We'll be down to 8 in 7A and 16 in 1A through 6A. And we'll be talking about all these great – we talked about a ton of them that could potentially happen in the second round. Yeah, John, you're going to have to talk slower next week. We'll be talking about them. Hey, there's half as many games. I don't have to talk quite as fast for all of those. But for Jerry Young, I'm John Lunsford. This has been Next Round Preps.